Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Chicken in on finesse. Willing the good of What in the world can the Ten Commandments have to do with investing? All that and more today on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the office today, 832 832- Nine five three four nine nine eight. That's eight three two nine five three four nine nine eight. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you may happen to be in the world, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. Fall is officially here. We've changed the air. I don't know about you, but I feel that the air has changed. Annie. Yeah, the sun starts to change this time of year. Like it the does. angle of the sun, and it gets more golden. Even our four-year-old noticed. So we live in Houston, and it actually was in the 80s yesterday mm-hmm. now it was kind of rainy but for us to get into the it 80s was rainy. I mean, that's tough yeah and there's some tropical storm that's headed this way and i can tell you on just about the one year anniversary of hurricane harvey there are many people with uh i don't know ptsd, PTSD kind yeah. of from from last year every time it rains you know it's well, it's gonna I, be you know, kinda, it's, it's going to be it's, it's a it's long that, time till, you know, we're able to kind of get over what happened last year. It's that season where we and, and, and I looked on the I looked on the 10 day forecast and every day was scattered thunderstorms, scattered thunderstorms, scattered thunderstorms until I want to say September the 13th. Yeah. Like it was. I felt like like my computer was just stuck on loop. Yeah. Sometimes your life feels like it's stuck on loop, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. But it was yesterday was a good good day to go to the movies. So yesterday we celebrated Labor Day. Yes. And we took the kids to see the new Christopher Robin movie, the I guess live action Winnie yes. the Pooh movie. Yes. I would rate it um, on a scale of zero to five bacon strips. I would say that it earns four bacon strips. Maybe Why not three five? and a half. Why not five? Mm-hmm. Well, there wasn't enough explosions. <laughs> okay. All right. To earn full bacon strip nominations, you need more explosions. <laughs> I did like to see live action Tigger. That was adorable. Live action Tigger was no question adorable, um, but it did it, it did not earn five bacon strips due to the lack of explosions. Mm. I think Eeyore definitely still stole the show. I think it's a possibility. <laughs> I like Eeyore, you know, he's true to himself. But when you think about the characters in Disney's 
Winnie the Pooh, they all in some way have have major issues. I'm talking major issues. Yeah. Clinical, like clinical, clinically diagnosable <laughs> issues, right? You've got, you've got Eeyore who's obviously suffering from depression, right? There's no, no question about it. But Eeyore's the, like, that's a lay down, right? Mm-hmm. That's like saying, it's like saying, oh, look, who's a superhero? Superman. What the, yeah. Cl- clinical depression for Eeyore. No question. I think that Piglet has OCD. Mm-hmm. I think Piglet's got obsessive compulsive disorder. He's afraid of everything. I think that uh, I think that Rabbit is just a cranky old man like me now. Yeah, you on your front lawn. Yeah, yelling at the kids, get off my lawn. That's kind of Rabbit. Um, Pooh, well, Pooh's just a special kind of. He's just slow. He's a bear with very little brain. <laughs> yeah, a bear with very little himself. brain. Mm-hmm. And Tigger, well, that's paranoid schizophrenia if I've ever seen it. All right, anyway. Um, so we have something kind of fun today because I'm a man. And if there's something that all men love, we should probably not talk about everything that all men love. But if there's something that all men love, because we could spend days just talking about things that I love. Bourbon, food. Golf. Countdowns. Countdowns. Everybody, every man loves countdowns and lists. And and we did a countdown on uh, on our Salt and Light podcast. For those of you don't that don't listen to our uh, our other podcast is the Salt and Light podcast. We did a a countdown of ten interesting facts about Catholicism. Well, today we have the Ten Commandments of investing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Our stone tablets of investment. We're bringing them down. And, you know, it was interesting because these Ten Commandments, they, we, they're from um, Investopedia. We found them and they begin with thou shalt, thou shalt. And you're like, let's, let's just avoid the thou. And, you know, there's an interesting story behind the word thou. Would Ooh, you like to hear it? Let's learn about thou. Yes. So in these modern times, when we say <clears throat> the word thou, it's a very formal, distant sort of word, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it never used to be that way. So in so prior to like the enlightenment period, there was a when you use the word thou, it was actually a very affectionate and intimate kind of a word. Whereas if you use the word you, it's really just the opposite. If you use the word you, it was a very distant um and disjointed far off, you know, um, very respectful way to address someone. Really? Yeah. And so, and so when we, when we talk about the 10 commandments saying thou shalt, it, um, it's a very intimate, you know, when God handed on the 10 commandments to Moses, it was a very intimate. So I think, uh, I think, I think back to like my Spanish class, Uh right. And in Spanish, we had the formal version of you. Right. And the, and the and the familiar they called it the right. familiar and the formal that's right italian right? has the same that's right is form is mm-hmm. first familiar and usted is is um mm-hmm. so huh so thou's more like two mm-hmm. interesting yeah dropping a little bit of linguistics knowledge there you go so what is our what what are our <clears throat> commandments of investing all right so what i want I'm, what i'm going to do is i'm going to read one and then i want you to tell me what you think it is okay commandment number 1 Thou shalt set clear goals. Oh, yeah. Well, we talk about goal setting all the time. And I think the most important thing about goal setting is that you you understand 
your time frame and your needs. Okay. Um, because I think that if you just sit down and say, well, I just want to make a lot of money, that's not going to help you establish exactly how you want to, you know, where you want to put your money. Right. And if things go wrong, then it's really easily t- easy to get emotion, like emotionally overreact or emotionally react just right off the bat. So, so I think having those clear goals of what you actually need and the time frame in which you need it are really important. Yes, I would agree with that. And it, every you'll you'll never get to a destination that you don't set. Mm-hmm. Right, you've got to have a set destination of where you want to go, and that's really why it's important to have. You know, and they don't have to all be monetary goals, right? Your goal could be... No, no. And I think, yeah, can I interrupt you for just a second? So I said what you need and the time. But um, we've talked about before on on this show and also on Salt and Light, we we need to talk about our why. Right. What is the most important... Why are we doing what we're doing, right? Because we can't... If we are investing just for the sake of having more money, then... You're never going to get anywhere. Well, you're not, not only, yeah, it's not just, not just that, but I think we need to look at the deeper implications of why we're, why we're desiring that much money, right? We need to look at how, how we're, our, how are our we pri- centered? How are we centered? Yeah. Are yeah. we centered with Christ? And because once we have, no matter how many blessings that we have, whether it's an abundance or, um, or not we'll know what to do with those blessings. So I think the why is really important. So there's number one. Number two, thou shalt put thy financial house in order. I think this one's pretty easy. If it's not in order, you'll have nothing to invest. Right. Not being a good steward of the money that you actually have. Yes. So, uh, you know, one of the things that it talks about on here is investing when you have high interest debt. It says investing without a purpose is bad, but investing when you have high interest debt is much worse. Meaning if you're drowning in your overdue bills and credit card payments and you, you can't seem to make make ends meet, then why would you be investing? And in my mind, to me, that's hoping that what you're going to make is more than what your interest rate is. Mm-hmm. See, here's the way I look at it. If you've got a super low interest rate, then it makes sense to take the cash that would you, you would use to pay that off and, uh, and invest with that. If you've got high interest rates where your investments would have a hard time beating those interest rates, then don't invest with that money, right? So let's say that your credit card has a 19% APR. And I don't know what, I don't even know what our credit card interest rates are, but Let's just say, for the sake of argument, your credit card has a 19% APR. Well, do you think that your investments are going to get over that 19%? Probably not, right? You know, unless the market has a super banner year and you happen to get lucky and pick the right stock. But let's say the other side, though, the other side of the coin, and this is where I think some people do make mistakes. Let's say that they've got a 15-year note at 2.5%. What they'll do is they'll take a big lump of money and pay off that note because they say, well, I don't want to pay any interest. Well, in reality, that's an interest rate swap. You're losing the money that you could be making on the on the cash that you you spend out there. So keep your house in order is a big one. Number three, thou shalt question authority. 
So authority, what it's talking about here. Going a lot here, of different ways with this. Yeah. One. So what uh, are they talking? Authority, about? what we're talking about here are um, the Wall Street professionals that uh, that that sometimes may have a I don't know a backdoor interest in some of the things that they say. Agendas. Right? Yeah, agendas, if you will. So think about this for a minute. An analyst is not supposed to know about inside trading on a stock and analysts should not get a kickback but do you ever think that happens in wall street do you ever think an analyst gets i don't know a little bit of extra cheese on the side it's illegal right yeah, it's illegal but you know i'm a good girl so i don't know so is but. speeding <laughs> yeah that is true you are good no it, it, it you definitely. know why because zemos always get caught yeah yeah <laughs> zemos get caught so so you know what one of the things to think about ceo cfo cpa cfas all those acronyms um they can't hide the fact that they're still human beings and frankly sometimes those human beings don't always tell the truth and so when when you have a company that restates its earnings, open quote, restate, close quote, then that means that they lied the first time through. And so it's okay to question an analyst's opinion. It's okay to, it's okay to question what their thoughts are, especially um, opinions when you've got the market clearly falling, right? If you've got a stock that's clearly falling and you have an analyst that keeps telling you to buy, why do you think they might be telling you to buy? Well, why does an analyst have a buy ver or buy rating on a stock? Well, they may have a buy rating on the stock because they think that it is a good purchase price at these low numbers. Or sometimes, I'm not saying this happens always, the analyst side could be putting a buy rating out on a stock that maybe the brokerage side is trying to sell. So just keep that in mind. I don't really look too much at it, what an analyst says. I want to do my own analysis. Yeah, and I think that's it, that's important just in, not just investing, but in life. We shouldn't just blindly follow things. We should always be seeking the underlying truth and not even a commentary on the truth, but find the original source of whatever you happen to be reading and or hearing and and follow the the actual source the original source the 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 ultimate truth so another one is number four thou shalt not follow sheep off a cliff off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> well it's like people are bad sometimes <laughs> i couldn't resist no yeah but we I, I think this one we don't want to be one of just one of the herd you don't want to be herded around. This sort of follows really well with number three, the questioning authority. Right. You know, you don't necessarily want to reinvent the wheel. I mean, there are there are strategies out there that are, you know, tested and, you know, and true. But you don't want to just jump on the bandwagon just to be part of the team. And, and I think that's it. You know, you know, when, when people, the, the analogy that Investopedia uses, and it's a good one, it says when people buy cars, they try to find the best value for the lowest price. When people buy stocks, they see, they only see the price and ironically gravitate towards rising prices. If you're going to invest, you have to check things out for yourself in order to find true values and get the bargains. It takes more time and could even cause you to miss out on early gains, but it will tell you when to stay out or when to sell well before you 
the herd hears the bell. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way to put it. Um, but the idea here is don't don't just buy a stock because it's at a high price. And don't just buy a stock because it's at a low price. One of the things that I would say is follow the trend, right? The trend is your friend till the bend at the end. Um, and if the trend of the stock on the big picture time frame is rising, then that tells me that clearly I'm going to be a buyer. And, and I want to buy. Does it mean I want to buy the all-time high? Not always. Sometimes I do, right? Sometimes I want to buy the breakout to an all-time high. But sometimes I'm going to want to buy the little bit of a pullback when it rests and comes back down. So same thing on a downward market. If the stock's going down, I don't necessarily want to uh, want to short it or dump it. I want to do it at the right time. So there's a little bit of market timing in there. Um, but if you follow the, you know, the, like, like you said, if you follow the, 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 the analyst, then you may cut yourself in the herd. Number five, this is a big one. Thou shalt be humble. What's there to say? That's, that's great advice for life. It is a guy. But here's the, here's the, (laughs) here's the, the big one that I will, that I will throw out there and caution everybody. A bull market does not a market genius make. Ding, ding, ding. Because who makes money in a bull market? Everybody. Everybody. Except the people who are shorting it. Right. Except the people who are (laughs) continually shorting the dang thing. But everybody makes money in a bull market. You know, gains are not necessarily dictated by your actions when a market's going up. It's dictated by the fact that the market's going up and all you're going to do is ride the wave. Now, in in, in a bull market, you want to be able to move your stops and adjust things, but you've got to be humble. And I used to have a friend who was Russian. It was kind of funny to hear him speak to a group because he would say, you don't want to have your own opinion. Let the market tell you where it's going. Don't have your own opinion. Um, and so having your own opinion is a problem. Let the market tell you what it's going to do and follow along. Opinions don't make money. Facts do. Ooh. Dunk. Number six. Thou shalt be patient. Yeah, this is, I think, important because we we we've, we do talk a lot about not making emotional decisions. So seeking the truth, looking at facts, looking at the, you know, taking a look underneath the hood, that all requires patience and be careful when you pray for patience because you will be given ample opportunity to grow in that virtue. (laughs) (laughs) So, but like twins. Yeah. But I think that's, that's important. And that goes along with the having clear goals and having a plan because you need to be patient in order to execute that, you know, that plan. So being patient is not one of my strengths in life in general, but in investing, it's something that is super important. Um, and one of the things, for those of you that don't know, on YouTube, I do a daily market commentary. And what I have found almost consistently, uh, since I do it every day, is that when I've got a, a level or a trade or an area that I've been waiting on for a few months, those are the ones that when they hit, they hit big. Um, and it's all about having the patience to wait for those to meet entry. Number seven. Thou shalt show moderation. Even in moderation itself. Oh, that's what Julia, <laughs> was it Julia, Julia Child? I think so. <laughs> I was about to say Julia Styles. I think no. she's an actress, right? <laughs> yeah. Julia Child says, always practice moderation. Even in the practice of moderation. Yeah. Something like that. Something along those lines. Something like right? that. Um, 
I don't know. What are they talking about in here? So what it what it really means is that is that don't double down essentially on something that just because it's doing well and you're making money and it's going up, don't just double down on it. Don't buy more of it. Um, when it when 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 you have a stock that's moving your direction or an investment that's moving your way, the temptation is to go all in. Right. Push in all your chips. Push in all your chips into one exact, you know, area. Right. Well, losses stink, no doubt. And nobody likes to have them. However, a loss in one can be a, you know, can can essentially just be a protection against a gain in others. Let me give you a great example. So this year I was using gold to act as a hedge against the S&P for much of the year. When the S&P fell in early February, I, I had gold to act as, an, as a hedge. Now, a hedge means it's basically my insurance policy. So as the S&P fell, that gold gained some value. Well, as the year progressed, as the S&P continued to rise, gold was losing value. So the trader in me, every time I would turn my computer on and I would see that gold had a red number next to it and was losing money, the trader in me was very angry about that. Because that hedge was 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 not making any money and in fact was losing money while the investments were continuing to go up. Well, the hedge was a small percentage of the portfolio used as a way to protect the bigger picture. And so you've got to understand that those things exist for a reason and they exist in order to create a balance um, in your in your portfolio. And by not having a moderately balanced portfolio, what happens is you get skewed too much one way or the other okay number eight thou shalt not ogle thy investment okay this is very 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 important because what this means what i think they're saying there and correct correct me if i'm wrong is to continue to um hit like hit refresh on your phone or on your computer and hit the refresh button to continue to right. look at that particular investment. And I have a funny story about that where I can sort of make fun of myself. Oh, oh, I do remember you this rem- story. You know where I'm going with oh, this, right? Okay. So when I was many, 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 too many to count moons ago, when I was a very, very early trader, there was a time when, um, and I was also pregnant, I think at the time. So there was also pregnancy hormones going on there, but we were traveling because you were teaching an investment class in D.C. Baltimore. Yeah, D- Baltimore, D.C., whatever. And so I stayed in the hotel and I was trading and like four hours had gone by and I had not gotten dressed yet. The curtains were still drawn. I kept hitting refresh on the on the um I came back to to visit you at lunch and I opened the door I was like what is happening yeah it was not pretty and I think I lost like I don't know four hundred dollars that day or something like in one trade because I kept I broke just about all of these commandments and at the at the at the time when you're only starting out when I was only starting out and I was I had an account of what I don't know, just a few hundred dollars and I lost 400 of it. It was like 80% of the account. Yeah. So it was, yeah. So do not ogle thy investment. Stick to the plan. Do not emotionally react. Yeah. 
Yeah, the emotional oh. reactions and continuing to watch it is never helpful. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, I say this, you can never be too proud of one of your positions and you can never be too shamed by one of your positions. Ah, uh, yes. Because if you, if you, too much pride and too much shame are, are, are both problems um, in your investing life and in life in general. Mm-hmm. Number nine kind of goes along with it. Thou shalt not court or spurn risk. Don't court or spurn risk. What does this mean? Well, this means you shouldn't have everything you own in the futures market because that could be too risky, but you also shouldn't hold everything in treasury bills because then you don't take on any level of risk. You have to be willing to accept some risk if you're going to invest. If you're not willing to accept any risk, you shouldn't be in the financial marketplace at all. But if you're willing to accept risk, then understand the level of risk that you're willing to take. And the level of risk that you're willing to take will will be in direct proportion to the return that you can expect. And it can be in direct proportion to the loss that you can expect if the market goes against you. So what I'm saying here is understand your risk tolerance and don't fight it. That's where I'd go. And number 10, thou shalt not make heroes of mere men. Gosh, you know, all of these are just so good for regular life as well. But I, th- I think this is this is real important because there are, you know, the the uh, the gods of the investment world, the Warren Buffetts, and you know, and and I think um, you know this article lists George Soros, who I don't uh, think is Pete. a very good human being anyway, <laughs> and then Peter Lynch. Um, but I think that. You know, when 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 we latch on to the coattails of a person who has, you know, maybe done very well, Warren Buffett has done very well for himself. Um, but when we latch on to those coattails and blindly make financial investment decisions just based on a soundbite that maybe one of them has said, that's not exactly very good investment advice, nor being a good steward of, of your money. We always want to... Um, look at the 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 underlying facts right question authority was was up there right right so i think this goes hand in hand with that yeah and you know people say well who are you to trade different than the way buffett does well i'm i've got a mind don't i and we may have different goals too sure you know warren buffett has different goals with how many companies he owns and you know he, he has different goals than maybe you know, we do or our clients do. I think the most important thing in all of this, you know, you look at those 10 things, I think you've got to have a set of guidelines and rules that you follow. And it's, we, we talk about it in investing, but really it's in business, it's in life, it's in everything that you do. It's having your life centered um, around a clear set of rules and ideals. And, and frankly, when you look at these, these are, these basically, if I go back and reread them, um, it's, it's humility, patience, moderation. Um, you know, these are all things that are, that are, you know, that Seek are the truth. Yeah. <laughs> these are, these are all things that are important, um, in every part of your life, not just in investing. So generally what it comes down to is this, if you're looking for ways to be good at investing, start investing the way you live your life. If you live your life as a hot, you know, mess all over the place and you're having a hard time keeping, keeping the, the, you know, relationships in order and jobs in order, then you shouldn't even be thinking about investing, right? That's really what it comes down to. If you, if you've got all of your, all of your, if your life is centered and your ducks are in a row, 
that's when we start to look at, okay, now how do I take the, how, I, how do I become a good steward of the money in my account and take it to that next level through proper investing techniques and strategies? And if you got questions, call us. You know, if the very least, all we can do is have a phone call, that's no problem. We'll have a conversation with you and see if, if there's a way that we can kind of help guide you down that path. A lot of people I speak to, we actually, you know, don't wind up taking on as clients, but we point them in the right direction of what maybe they need to do in order to get their financial house in order. So give the offices a call, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Until next week, everybody, I hope you have an absolutely amazing week, uh, and I will see you soon. IIE Financial is an investment advisor representative with Symphony Financial, a registered investment advisor. Charles Fulkerson is an investment advisor representative with IIE Financial and Symphony Financial, LTD Co. Annie Fulkerson is not registered nor affiliated with Symphony Financial. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Symphony Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. IIE Financial does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.